there's other ways to network and, and reach out to people than just LinkedIn. For me, I've had a lot of success with just simply following interesting people on Instagram and just engaging with their content, you know, responding to their stories, commenting. And then at the point when you send them an actual DM to ask them to go out for coffee, it's almost like a warm lead. Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends! If you are on the job hunt, looking to change industries, going freelance, or just want to scale your side hustle, this episode is for you because we're diving into a skill that we all have to use at some point in our careers, and that's how to network effectively, which can be hella intimidating for a lot of people. And according to statistics in the US, 85% of jobs are filled by networking, and that is huge. A hundred percent. And it is one of the most important skills that you can have in your job toolbox. Like some people's entire career success is built on their ability to network and on the connections that they forge and on who they are as people. But it's just really hard to know how to do that these days. When we've been stuck at home, we've been disconnected for so long. And so many of the old ways that we did network were like kind of dated and just icky. So we called in the founders of Monday Girl, Rachel and Itziana, to give us the scoop on how we can all network like a pro, nail a cold LinkedIn outreach, how to maintain relationships after that initial networking call, and so much more. And here's the thing about Monday Girl. Monday Girl provides a safe space for women to explore empowering career opportunities, job resources, and so much more. Through their network, you're set up to meet thousands of other like-minded and career-driven women. And through their social club membership, you can get access to exclusive events, career resources, mentorship opportunities, and curated job postings. And they've hosted over 18 sold-out events with really impressive speakers. Like All of that is such a huge feat, including celebrity event designer Melissa Andre, the head of communications for Netflix Canada, Lindsay Scully, and our very own former guest, Coach Carrie. She is the best, just to name a few. They're providing such a meaningful way to connect with people right now. But even if you don't have a membership to Monday Girl or if it's just not in your budget right now, you should still think about ways to connect with people by joining webinars, virtual conferences. Kaylin and I have done a bunch of virtual conferences over the course of COVID. There's lots of free workshops and courses that you can do out there because that opens the door to connect with like-minded people and to establish common ground if you do want to reach out to a fellow attendee. Like now you have something that you both did that you can discuss. Totally. And I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways from this episode was how to nail a cold outreach on LinkedIn, because that's something Mm -hmm. I've been doing for years and obviously has changed since I was first reaching out like eight years ago. But, you know, they had some really amazing tips in this episode on how to do it in a way that's super genuine and is likely going to get you a response. So I think that's going to be super helpful for people. And then I love this tip. They also talk about how Instagram can be used for networking and how it can just help break the ice before you reach out, which is such Mm -hmm. a good idea, something I've never done. And I'm totally going to start doing that. I absolutely loved that. And honestly, in my industry, like I use Instagram more than LinkedIn to find people to work with and freelancers and creatives because it's basically Instagram serves as their portfolio. So like you go check out their styling or their photography or whatever it is that they do. And then you connect based on that. So love that. And I also really love their hot tip to use the person that you're networking with to find a few more 
relevant people to network with. So mm-hmm. then it just creates this like exponential expansion of your network with each interview that you have. And we talk about finding a good mentor, which I was so interested in. I've been thinking about mentors a lot lately because I have never actually had like a bona fide mentor. I've had some good bosses and good people that I've worked with, but I've always wanted a legit mentor. And now as I'm giving like a ton of thought to my future and to the different industries that I I kind of want to explore and think about getting into in the future this chat has given me so many good ideas on how to work with a mentor or just how to engage with people in like different industries that I'm curious about yeah that was a hot tip for sure I think it's also super key to remember that anytime you're interacting in a workplace setting or really around people you don't know you're networking Like you are Mm -hmm. straight up networking. And I remember there was one work trip I took to Vegas when I was working at Cineplex and we had a dinner scheduled with the Disney team that I'm now on. And I strategically made sure that I was sitting beside my now VP. Like it was awkward. I like literally went beside him. So smart. I shouldn't have been beside him. It should have been someone more senior, but I like weaseled my way in there. It was fun. He's a boss move. (laughs) He's the best guy too. So it was, it was, it was really fun. And I did it so I could get to know him better and like subtly share my past experiences, obviously in like an appropriate way because my, you know, coworkers were there. But I honestly think that that dinner had a big part in me getting hired when a position opened up because we had such a great chat and I used that opportunity and I took advantage of the situation. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and like go for it. Yeah, Like those solid relationships that I've made in my past roles are literally still paying dividends in terms of Mm -hmm. recommendations and networking opportunities that like those are continuing to land me new work right now so use the people that you work with every day as a way to to expand and like even beyond your immediate team network with other people throughout your company because you never know where they're going to end up they might end up switching to a company you want to work at or they might think of you in the future and recommend you to someone else so it, it does it can be within your company and like that isn't weird it's okay to just like get to know different people and what they do and have like informational interviews and even to your point of like the low-key sharing your experiences with the Disney team when you went to <laughs> dinner with them a super important thing to learn is like how to deliver a killer intro about yourself oh, that's or like a, good a really one. good concise story that can even just be an elevator pitch for you and like for your experience levels. So can you boil down what you do and what sets you apart, your value add, your unique selling points in under a minute? Because we should all be practicing that for when we're out in the world meeting people again and we just kind of need to grab their attention. And That's a really good one. There's nothing worse than like a really long-winded explanation of who you are and what you do. Like it should be tight, engaging, and to the point. People don't want to hear a list of things you're doing. They want to hear, like, how are you doing it differently? Yeah. Like, what's your superpower? Is yeah. it that, like, you bring people together or that you assemble kick-ass teams? Or, like, what is your specific value add to any role that you can deliver? Because I think that's what is going to get you noticed. Totally. And even when you think about it, like, the two of us networking during our time when we're at the same media company and then staying in touch after, like, that's what led us to both working at Cineplex and to starting this podcast, which is wild. That's so crazy. It's so true. Like, look, see, guys, you can even find your best friend through networking. And I literally DM'd you on Instagram. Like, that. I forgot that's how it happened. I was like, hey, this job opened up. Like, what are your thoughts? I think you were, like, traveling around California. Like, you were just having a a time. And... Here we are. (laughs) But we are not the experts. So we called in Rachel and Itziana, the founders of Monday Girl, to teach us how to network like a pro in this crazy new normal that we're living in. 
Rachel is the city manager at Uber Eats, a bridal makeup artist, and was nominated as Toronto's Connector of the Year by Notable Magazine in 2018. Itziana is a video producer, much music creator, and YouTuber, and between the two of them, they have grown an incredible community that consists of a members-only social club, mentorship program, a killer newsletter, sold-out events, and more. With a growing community of over 4,000 members, Monday Girl knows their stuff when it comes to all things networking and career development. Teach us how to network like a pro, Monday Girl. Thank you so much, first of all, for being here with us today. We're so excited to talk to you. We love everything that you have done with Monday Girl, and we would love if you could tell us what inspired you to start Monday Girl and what the mission is for your community. Yeah, for sure. So Monday Girl really came from our personal frustration when we first graduated from university. I reached out to her because she was posting about you know her YouTube videos because she's a YouTuber, also that she was launching a videography business. And I've always been very drawn to entrepreneurship. So I was like, this is super cool. I reached out to her, we met for coffee. And really the first topic that we resonated and talked about was how frustrating are networking events? Like how gross and slimy are they? Why can't they just be fun? Why do guys like use it to like, you know, meet girls? And we also talked about the fact that it was very, very difficult to meet like-minded ambitious women, um, especially in the city, even though there's so many cool women doing amazing things in Toronto and Canada. So From that one coffee chat, we actually decided to create a Facebook group called Monday Girl, where we invited our friends and friends of friends, and we invited them to go to this brunch. So we hosted our first ever brunch. Everyone paid for themselves, very casual. But the conversations that people were having, the fact that, you know, after that brunch, people came up to us and said, I got a job out of that. Like I met someone new. I have a new friend now. Like I'm not from Toronto. It was super, super exciting. So that's really where it started. And that's where it really came from. That's amazing. I wish I'd been at that brunch. (laughs) So do you want to tell us a little bit more about how it's evolved since then and and what Monday Girl now consists of? Because there's so many different facets to it. Yeah. So it really started out with, you know, smaller events with our friends and their friends. And then once we realized, like, we're on to something, people are excited about this. We're attracting a lot of people to these events. Since then, we've had over 18 sold out events and our largest had 250 guests in attendance, which was really amazing. Still kind of like a pinch me moment. And then of course COVID hit, so we had to majorly pivot. So since COVID, we've launched a newsletter, a podcast, and our membership platform called Social Club, which is really exciting to us. We currently have 150 members and about 600 people were on the wait list, which is crazy. So that's where it's been going, but it's attacking the same problem basically, which is that networking really sucks for women. Like all of us can relate to that. I don't think you can ever met someone who enjoyed networking in the way that it is traditionally, like, you know, sending cold messages on LinkedIn that don't get answered, awkward business cards, like all of that. And now COVID, that's now made it even harder if you're like a new graduate. What do you do now? How do you build your network? How do you build your career? And, and also, if you come from a different like socioeconomic background, you don't have an existing connection with anybody or you're moving to a new city or you're a new immigrant, like all of these things. It's just such a huge disadvantage for a lot of people. So that's what we're we're doing and trying to solve right now. And that's what our focus is. Um, But it's really been uh, exciting over the past year how much we've grown. 
So how should people go about networking online right now while everyone's working from home and this, we're in this weird new normal? Like no one really wants to send another annoying Zoom meeting request. We've all got Zoom fatigue and like to your point, those cold LinkedIn messages can be really awkward. So how can we sort of stand out and connect with people now? So what we've really approached it as is when you're reaching into someone cold, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's Instagram, you just really want to make sure you're being genuine with your intentions. And the reason why that's so important, and I think I can frame it from my experience, is my full-time job, I work at Uber, I'm, you know, operations side of the business, on the eat side of the business. And whenever there's an opening, I do get a slew of LinkedIn messages. And it's like, hey, my name is X and I want a job. Like, can I chat with you? And on the flip side of things, that's very intimidating because you also don't want to set that person's expectations up that for sure, just because they chatted with you, they're going to get the job. So it's real so funny because when I go back to when I first graduated, I definitely have made that boo-boo of, you know, (laughs) being very straight up and saying like, Hey, you work at a company I really want to work at. How do I work there? That can be very intimidating. So approaching a way where it's very genuine and saying like, Hey, I know, for example, like you, have a shared common interest with me, maybe you went to the same school as me. I just really want to learn more about what you do. Maybe even come with like a very tailored question based upon that person's experience. As long as you're really engaging with that person and they know it's not just like a copy and paste, I think that's going to elicit way more of a response and a better response where they will want to like, you know, chat with you and give you advice. And who knows, like maybe that could turn into a job interview, but you just can't be anticipating that essentially. Yeah, and I think one other part of it is also like there's other ways to network and, and reach out to people than just LinkedIn. Uh, for me, I've had a lot of success with just simply following interesting people on Instagram and just engaging with their content for like a couple months, you know, responding to their stories, commenting. And it's, and then at the point when you send them an actual DM to ask them to go out for coffee or whatever, uh, it's almost like a warm lead. They've mm-hmm. already warmed up to you. They've, they've seen you on their timeline before. So it's not like just like a cold DM. So that helps for sure. Yeah, that's a great point. It's just like eradicate the cold outreach altogether. And it should really be a continued kind of dialogue. Or if they're not responding, at least it's just like you're continually engaging with them. And so it's not a a shock when you reach out. (laughs) Yeah, like you want to show that you've, you know, done your research and you're actually genuinely interested in this person. And like you've looked at what they've worked on and like looked at their content. It's not just like, I see your title, like, message. Yeah, yeah, you're not just using them. And for listeners who are in major cities like us in Toronto, do you think we can go back to setting up in-person networking chats right now? Like, is that appropriate? Is that allowed? Is that going to, are people like, whoa, not yet? Or, yeah, what would you recommend for gauging if we can resume face-to-face networking? So I think that's going to be location-dependent. I understand that, for example, in different cities, there's still different bylaws, mm-hmm. but I say go for it, right? Like we're all craving that in-person element. You want to make sure you offer options. Um, obviously, there are some people that have yet to get their second dose. They might not be comfortable. So I probably frame it in the way where it's like, how would you prefer to meet? Would you prefer a coffee chat? Or would you rather do a Zoom? So just offering the two. Right. That makes sense. And even if you are meeting up, you could always offer like we could go for a walk with a coffee rather than like going inside. So giving people options is is a good idea. Exactly. And it's still summer, right? So we're just trying to make the most out of it, too. (laughs) Absolutely. And what are some networking do's and don'ts and like etiquette that people should keep in mind when to send a thank you note, asking for a referral, anything you should or shouldn't do during your first chat? 
always, always send a thank you note after you've connected with someone or they've uh, messaged you back or whatever. I always say like within 24 hours after your conversation or whatever it was, send that thank you. It's also good to like mention something specific that you talked about and maybe like a follow-up question to it or like I loved that we talked about this, 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 maybe keeping the conversation going there. I've also had like people say, thank you so much for your time. Like here's a $10 gift card to Starbucks. Like that extra touch, just like hmm. it's so personal and it, it obviously yeah. makes you more genuine, even more. And also like staying connected continuously, like after you go for coffee, like stay connected by engaging with their content again on social media. And just like that keeps you top of mind. Rachel also has a great tip that I love after she meets someone like on the referral side. Yeah, totally. Um, This one I actually picked up from a coffee chat. They told me this tip and it was at the very end of every coffee chat, try to ask for, you know, referrals. So for example, one or two more people that you know in your circle that you think I could benefit from chatting with. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know, automatically, again, going back to the warm leads, that facilitates an intro. And that way you expand your circle just through that one person. It could end up like, you know, expanding your circle even more. That is a good one. You could basically continue networking for your entire life doing that method. That is so exactly. good. Keep going. Exponential. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you have you establish even more common ground with the person because you keep building relationships. Oh, mm-hmm. that is a hot tip. Thank you for that. So, okay. So let's say you got a networking call or a coffee call with somebody, what are some really good questions that people can ask on that call? If you're meeting with someone as like an informational interview where you want to learn more about their career and what they do, just to kind of get insight to inform your own and your own next steps, like say you're job hunting, a a good idea is to reach out to a bunch of people in the industry. And, you know, some questions could be like, asking them about their day-to-day projects that they work on, things that uh, they wish they knew getting into the industry and and learned. Just like learning as much as you can about what they do, what they like, what they don't like. I think it's just like research the person. What are they working on? What are their past projects? There's an infinite amount of things you could ask them based on like their career trajectory or what they've posted. So it totally depends on the, the scenario, but always come prepared with at least, I think, like five to seven questions top of mind you also want to make sure that you're the one especially if you're reaching out and initiating the coffee chat to like uh, lead the meeting and like have an agenda and not like rely on the other person to carry the conversation or anything like that Mm -hmm. yeah nobody wants their time wasted so if you're gonna ask someone to meet up you need to for sure kind of have an agenda and, and not waste their time yeah and I love also the idea of asking I think you guys posted about this on Monday girl about asking what a day in their life at work is like because I feel especially if you're switching industries and looking into different industries it's so hard to know what the roles actually are if it's not something you studied or interned at like it's just a whole different world so diving deep on like how the actual person you're speaking to spends their time and what their roles are like is is a great question I have a quick follow-up question to that if things are going really well in the chat and like you think it's appropriate to ask First of all, is it even appropriate to ask if there's a role open at that company that you kind of have your eye on? Can you ask that person for a referral or is it better to be like, can you get me in touch with someone on that team so I can learn more? Should you sort of dance around it a little bit? Like what's an appropriate way to approach that? At the end of the day, like you're always as a hiring manager looking for more people. 
to get into the pipeline. So like more people to interview, really great talent. So that's awesome. Generally, people are pretty excited. That being said, unless you already have done your research and you're pretty confident that the person that you're speaking to is a hiring manager, you probably just want to ask like, hey, this is a role that I came across. Uh, I'm very interested. Um, Who do you suggest I get in touch with? Slash, do you feel like there are some skills that they're specifically looking for? And at least that will open up the conversation a bit more. So even you could just check with them and they might even like validate that you are a good fit and they might even pass a referral on themselves. Also, referral bonuses are, you know, sometimes quite lucrative for employees. So like maybe they get some money out of that too. Very good point. And beyond engaging with someone's content after you've met with them um, or continuing the conversation over LinkedIn, how can people keep relationships going after they've connected with someone? I really like the idea of uh, like sending the coffee voucher or something like that. Are there any other ideas you guys have? So beyond just like engaging with their LinkedIn posts, Instagram, all that stuff, don't be afraid to check in with them like three to six months later when appropriate, like say they they're working on a new project or maybe they've pivoted careers, like a follow-up coffee chat, or you just send them the message, check in. Maybe you've changed something about your career, like you can update them. Another thing is like, if you ever have an opportunity to give back to them and share value where maybe you have a podcast, you can ask them and feature them on your podcast or feature them in your newsletter. We do that all the Mm -hmm. time. Like every time we have an opportunity where we can give back to the people that we've connected with early on in our careers uh, and feature them, spotlight them just to keep that relationship going uh, uh, and keep, you know, each other in in our uh, network circles, like anything like that is always great. I love that idea of paying it forward because you're right. There is always some, something you can do, even if it's just sharing their content that they're posting on LinkedIn, like that little effort can go a long way. I saw something too about uh, reaching out on holidays, like just saying like, hey, happy holidays, hope you're doing well. If you're like really unsure of how to reach out to someone, that might be a good neutral ground too, because everyone loves a little happy holidays message. Yeah, we, we love sending out cards. Like we every Every Christmas season, we usually send out cards. It's it just, everyone loves getting that. That's so nice. Yeah. Real mail. It's such a treat when it's not a bill or like an overdue bill in my case. Yeah. <laughs> and even when like events are back and when the world is back to normal, it's, I've also in the past when I've like met up with someone and networked with them and really genuinely gotten along with them, have forwarded them events that I'm interested in going to and being like, hey, this, I thought of you for this event maybe you're interested, hope to see you there. And then it's like another way that you can meet up and keep that connection going, even if you're not just going one-on-one. A Monday Girl event. There you go. So speaking of, Monday Girl has an incredible, inspiring mentorship program. So could you talk to us more about the impact of having a good mentor and what that can do to someone's career and what you should look for in a mentor and how you even find one? It's a four-part question. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because at the companies originally that I was at, especially being in tech, I was like, there's no one that looks like me. So even for example, if someone was like, hey, can I mentor you? And it's like a white guy. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know if this is going to be very helpful because I've gotten a lot of advice that was just not applicable to me uh, for, for several reasons. So I think the fact that, you know, having a good mentor means that A, they can relate to you. They have shared experiences, you know, they can actually draw upon certain things. And then B is someone that really advocates for you, right? So it's very interesting. I've heard, you know, like don't find a mentor, find a sponsor. And a sponsor is really someone that will go to bat for you. 
when you're, for example, like not in that meeting, will they, will they, you know, advocate for you in those meetings and say like, Hey, like Rachel did a great job. Like I just really want to showcase that and give you recognition outside of just what you see. And I think with finding mentors, this is very interesting. Obviously with social club, we know that's a very tough experience. Like how do you ask someone to be a mentor? It's kind of like, Hey, want to mentor me? Like that's really difficult. So we try to make it a lot more casual and also set it up in a way where it's very mutual. Like these are people that are coming to us saying, I want to give back. I want to mentor other people who are interested in either pivoting into my industry or getting into my industry. So these are mentors that have, you know, for sure said I'm invested and I want to do this. On the flip side, the social club members are people that want to learn more. Uh, They come prepared because, you know, we taught them how to through the career resources. Um, They're very ambitious and potentially like, in future, they could give back to those people that they have these mentorship chats with. So I think the main thing is when you're looking for a mentor, obviously make sh- making sure that you've done your research. If they have any shared experiences, that's going to be easier for them to draw from. And then also, of course, just making sure that like, you know, if you're not part of social club, maybe you're still on the waiting list, mm-hmm. just start reaching out with your own network, like your current network. It could be people, your company, it could be friends even. And just like, you know, get yourself in the habit of doing these informational interviews. And it sounds like such a scary word, but it's a series of questions that you truly are curious about learning for that person's experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to add to that, I think also there's this idea that you have to find like one single mentor or like find the mentor. But I think over the course of your career, you're going to have multiple mentors, multiple people that you get advice from or learn from, especially if you pivot industries or like move companies, just like the idea that you have to find one is definitely a myth and just be always like open to talking to other people. And and most people also are really flattered when you ask for their opinion and help. So it's usually not as hard as you think to get a mentor. It's just all about like, making that first step and reaching out. Yeah, you're right. I I love what you said about how you could have multiple mentors for different aspects of your life because I've had mentors that have helped me when I was in management positions or ones that were helping me when I was just starting out. And you're right, they all serve different purposes. You don't have to be stuck on just finding the one. And just to add to that too, it's like for different points in your life too, right? Like we're all, you know, changing constantly. Like people pivot careers, maybe they do new things. So it could be like this one mentor is really great for you starting a business Mm -hmm. or your side hustle, but you have another person that you go to for maybe more like personal things, two different mentors for two different things, essentially. I also heard or read somewhere that a lot of time people search for a mentor who's like really advanced in their career and who's like reached the top and that it can actually be really helpful to look for someone who's just like a step ahead of you. And I'd never thought of it that way. I thought that was like really, really interesting because I've only ever thought I should pursue people who like made it right at the top of of their game. But it can, yeah, it could be more fruitful to like see someone who's just, just ahead of you because they have everything fresh in their minds of how they got there. I think it's important to have mentors at, at all different stages of their careers, like the the people that are 10 years in, 15 years in, and then also the people who are like, five, 10 steps ahead of mm-hmm. you, just because like the people who've had 15 years under the belt, they definitely know a lot. Yeah. They're successful. They know a lot, but also like you want people who are more closer to uh, your kind of timeline, just because industries change so fast, especially like mm-hmm. obviously technologies change, like everything's different in the way that you build your career, probably in almost every industry mm-hmm. has changed. So you definitely want someone who can relate to that 
Yeah. And I really like how you brought that up too, with people that are like just one step ahead of you. It's even for myself, at least I can say there's people like who are within, I'd say like the same stage of their business that I rely on for, for mentorship because they've experienced different things at different times. Maybe it's me that I'm one step ahead in this aspect, but they're, you know, ahead in like incorporation stage of their business, right? right? Like we can all learn from each other and just having that communal bond, like really, really helps. It's also the fact that as Isiana mentioned, taking a grain of salt that if they're so much further ahead, their industry might've looked Mm. a lot more different and just understanding, of course, there are different ways to making it to the top. So keeping that in mind as well, that the, the steps that they took might not be the steps that you're that you can take, but you can take what you can out of whatever um, advice that they gave you, for example. Yeah, that's true. For a lot of our parents' generations, I mean, I know my dad just thinks you should work at one company for your entire life. And that's that. And like, why wouldn't you? And why are we jumping around so much? That's crazy. <laughs> and it was such a different world then. So for us, you know, we're going to achieve what we achieve in a different path. It won't necessarily be linear. Do you ladies have any networking or mentorship experiences that were really life-changing for you, were really impactful in your trajectories? Yeah, I think we definitely want to shout our mentor, Zoe. She's absolutely incredible. So funny. I actually looked at like an old LinkedIn message I had to my boyfriend because he had access to this thing like Zoom info where you could like create people's emails for sales. Right. So I was like, hey, can you help me find Zoe's email? I love it. <laughs> it's so creepy because I wanted her to speak in an event. And this is like three years ago, but she was just very interested in our business. And she actually had so much relevant business experience and also having her own startup. And she's a woman of color and she definitely could resonate with, you know, my experiences and with ECN's experiences. So she initially said, hey, I want to pop on coffee chats with you. I want to like just answer any questions that you have. And we still have to this day, like ongoing Friday coffee chats with her. She's just been super helpful and giving us like very candid advice, but also like very applicable, actionable next steps. Hey, if you want to launch Social Club, do X, Y, Z. Um, and it's because she's walked the walk and she's been there before. So we really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, so shout out to Zoe McKenzie. I think she's now the director of strategic partnerships at Heirloom, which is like a, a company that makes it easier and more accessible to trademark. Go Zoe. That's awesome. That's like the <laughs> best case scenario I know. Of, a, of a mentorship relationship. That's so great. <laughs> so last question. One thing that we always like to ask our guests is what's the one thing that you wish you had been taught in school? So the reason why Social Club exists is like we're, we're creating something that we wish we had at the beginning of our careers. It's like all of the questions you have, like, how do I ask for a raise? How do I ask for a promotion? How should I craft my resume? Because the stuff that you learned in careers class grade 10 is probably not applicable now. And I barely remember what I learned. Like all of those questions, just basically how to level up in your career uh, is everything that I wish I was taught in school, but we weren't. But also like how to reach out to people. Like for example, everything we chatted about right now, like how to reach out to people via LinkedIn, how to find a mentor. These are things they just don't teach you in school. So I think that's the reason why we really try to incorporate that with Social Club and to make it also really fun to do so. Well, thank you for re-educating us, Monday Girl. We appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. It's such a fun chat. This is the best. So tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find us at mondaygirl.ca. You can join our waitlist for Social Club. You can just click Social Club, enter your email, and 10 seconds you're on the waitlist. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at MondayGirlTO. Uh, and also feel free to email us anytime at hello at MondayGirl.ca. 
There you have it, friends. We hope this episode inspires you to get back out there and grow your network and remember to pay it forward. We'll leave you with a quote from Hazel Hawk, social policy activist and former wife of an Australian prime minister and a total boss. Our networks are a necessary part of life. A mixture of empathy and brainstorming can move mountains. That's what she said. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.